Welcome, everyone. I am Bob Warzabacher, the director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And this is our video podcast series that we call Being Pro-Life. Each month, we discuss a different topic in the Respect Life arena. We'll listen to personal stories from people deeply affected by those issues. And finally, we'll share ways that you can get involved. This month's topic is student life groups. And this week, we're going to Carroll High School in Dayton, Ohio. As always, we have a special guest. Will you please introduce yourself? I'm Tony Gabriel. I'm a senior at Carroll High School, and I have been involved with our pro-life group since freshman year. All right, great. Well, welcome, Tony, to the Being Pro-Life show. So tell us about your life group there at Carroll High School. What kind of activities uh, does that group do? So we have a, a variety of different activities, and they all kind of summit at the March for Life. So we do a lot of fundraising for the March for Life, and that can be a variety of different things. But the major one that we do is we have like a little kind of mini cafe at our school that opens before school. So we'll work that and we get the proceeds for our trip to the March for Life. But we also do other stuff than just fundraising. One of the big ones that we did was we watched Gosnell after school. And that was that was a lot of fun. Gosnell, I saw that movie as well. It is a good movie. You want to tell people briefly what is that movie? That movie goes in depth on a Dr. Gosnell who was an abortion doctor and he did a lot of absolutely insane things that ended a lot of lives, both of of the infants and of the mothers that were carrying those infants. So it it details a lot of the, the process that went into convicting him and discovering all of the horrific acts that he had done. All right. So yeah, so I saw that movie as well on Gosnell. You can find that. I saw that in the in the theaters when it came out last year, but it's also now you can get that on, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime or on Netflix. I think you can find that on the movies if you wanted to rent that. It's a true story of a late abortionist and his court case. So anyway, so back to Carroll High School. So a lot of what you do, you said, is fundraising for that March for Life. So let's talk about that March for Life for a second. So the March for Life happens every year, Washington, D.C. People disagree on these numbers, but I'm going to say hundreds of thousands. <laughs> I haven't counted it, but I've been there several times, and it certainly appears to be hundreds of thousands, shoulder to shoulder people, you know, all over that city on that March for Life. But anyway, that is still happening this year in 2021, but uh, the Archdiocese is not organizing a trip because we don't know how we could do that with strangers from different households and different schools on various buses. So we aren't having our trip, but Carroll High School, do you know what you're planning on doing this year for the March for Life? We haven't totally finalized exactly what we're gonna do, but we were looking into doing some of like the regional activities around us that would be available. And obviously nothing is set in stone, but who knows what the future will hold for us. You're not planning on organizing a trip. Now, in some ways, I have heard that a couple of schools are trying to organize like parent family caravans, and that that would be the way that they're planning on doing it. But the vast majority can't reasonably organize a trip to the DC March for Life. But you, Tony, you said that you went to the March for Life in the past. So do you want to tell us what is that experience like for people who haven't been? And also, why is it important for pro-lifers to go on that march? I would say that that is an absolutely amazing experience that everybody needs to experience at least one point at one point in their life. Just people as far as the eye can see that are supporting life and are are gathering together such an amazing cause. And I think it's it's so impactful to see 
just the range of however many people there are. You know, we're coming from all different faith backgrounds. There's all different ages from all over the country and actually some international. But everyone is coming together for such an important cause. And seeing that is an amazing motivation to keep going forward. If you have any doubts, you know, there are tons of people to talk to and just just experiencing the people that are around you at the march, you know, asking them where they come from, just getting little snippets of their life just shows how amazing life is in general. And it actually, it all works together so well on the importance of life. And I think going to the march is so important because not only are we showing everybody who might not have the same views as us that we we care so much, but also, you know, we're motivating people who might not have been able to go that year or who still have reservations about it. We're giving motivation to them about the beauty of life and the sacredness of life. That's terrific, Tony. What is the march like? I've already mentioned this to lots of people, but uh, what are the activities like? What is the day like when you go to DC for this march? At least for our school, normally we go to a mass at Capital One Arena. So there are just tons of people, tons of priests and other religious that are, are all there to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. And then we go from the mass to the, the rally. And there are a variety of different speakers at the rally. We had President Trump at one point. We had Mike Pence. Absolutely anyone that you can think of likely has, has spoken at some point at the, at the rally. And then from the rally, we start the march. And granted, it's not that long of a walk, but just seeing so many people around it and any kind of traffic jams with people that slow it down. So it takes a little bit, but it's such an impactful experience getting to walk from where the rally was to the Supreme Court and kind of just like the the victoriousness of our group in what we've been able to do so far since the passing of, of Roe v. Wade. It's so incredible to see so many people and to be able to, to walk that walk. Right. And then there's so many shoulder to shoulder people, as far as the eye can see, up the street and down the street, all for this same event. Would you call this a very family friendly event that you could take any age to? I definitely would say so. You know, there are some points where there are some graphic images portrayed of unfortunately aborted fetuses. But there there are ways to find ways around that, whether it be, oh, look at that building over there. Um, but it, it definitely is a very family-friendly event. And there are people of all ages that attend. And getting to experience that as a family makes it even more impactful. Right. I agree with you on that one. It's actually not even, it's just, there's that one particular point on the wall where you know it's coming. And if you have a young child that you don't want to be exposed to, that you could distract that child for that particular, it's not like here, there, and everywhere. It's at this one particular point at the march. But it, it would be good to be aware of that if, if you are taking younger children to that march. Okay, so let's go back to your, to your group. So you fundraise for people to be able to go on this march. What are some other things that you do in your life club besides preparing to go on that march? So we have frequent meetings that lead up to it, whether it be planning for the march or just discussing life matters. You know, we watched Gosnell. We like to have conversations um, and the moderator of, of our club does an amazing job of keeping conversations very lively. He is a philosophical master, but he does an amazing job of keeping us all together and keeping us aware of anything that might be happening that concerns the pro-life movement or concerns us in any way. 
Tim Wiedemann, he's been there. I think he's been there for five years now, something along those lines. And I've heard nothing but great things about him as well. Okay, so you have discussions. So your discussions on topics, do you have, what are some of the topics you guys talk about? So the the topic for those questions can go anywhere from abortion, which is kind of like the main pro-life issue sure. that, we, that we talk about. But we've also talked about euthanasia in the past, the death penalty, all life important conversation topics. Right. So if you're not aware, I'll go ahead and do the plug right now. So we have this Being Pro-Life podcast that you are on right now. We have covered euthanasia and capital punishment and various issues and those more readily at the end of those interviews. We talked to someone for capital punishment who was on death row himself for 24 years for something he did not do. And we talked uh, on euthanasia about a woman who lost her husband to a young, 30 years old, to a horrible brain cancer and how it is that the legality of assisted suicide, more specifically, not euthanasia, but is dangerous for people who have terminal Ill- illness and how they're so glad that he did not choose assisted suicide and the years that he got out before he did succumb to his illness. Powerful interviews. And then they all end with how you can get involved. So if you want to look up any of those topics, go to catholicaoc.org slash being dash pro dash life, and it'll take you to the video series. And you can look up a topic and hear someone, in most cases, hear someone give a very personal story on that topic and then end with how you can get involved. So you might want to use some of those. So what's happening right now with this COVID-19 you know, and people learning from home? Is your club doing anything here at Carroll High School this year? Is it all, all on lockdown or what's happening? Unfortunately, our club has been relatively inactive at the moment. We have had a few meetings this year in which we discussed kind of what our plan is going to be for this year and concerns to the March for Life and what we're able to do. We have yet to have any of our our lively discussions with Mr. Wiedemann, but hopefully in, in the future for this year, we'll be able to continue that. So how about this? So let's say, you know, somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know, I don't have a life club at my school. Would you have any advice on how it is that you would start one or if there is one, but they don't know what to do? What does a life club do? How would one get the ball rolling at their school, get some people enthused about it and do something that will get people to want to come? The number one recommendation that I have for anyone in that kind of situation is is talk to the people around you. That's actually how I got involved in my life club was I was walking down the hall and one of my friends was like, quick, come in here. And I was like, what? And I walked into Mr. Weedman's room and they were having the life meeting. And that kind of just got the ball rolling for me. I was pro-life, but didn't really understand what pro-life meant. But after going to the March for Life that year and experiencing everything that they, they had there, going to conferences in DC afterwards, I was able to just completely immerse myself in the pro-life world. So honestly, just talking to the people around you, finding people who might not understand everything, and just going into those conversations, even if they have opposing views from you, having those meaningful conversations, they might ignore you, but you're learning more from that experience. And you're learning about different people's views and you're furthering your own understanding from that conversation. From there, honestly, you just got to keep pushing. There are going to be lots of obstacles. Maybe you might not be able to go to the March for Life for a year, but you just got to keep pushing because those seeds that you plant keep growing. So whether it be going around in your community and finding, like for example, for us, we have an Elizabeth New Life Center right down the the street from us. So we're able to do service there. We're able to pray outside an abortion clinic. We definitely attempt to immerse ourselves in the community around us 
and get all of the resources we can from them. So just for clarity, an Elizabeth New Life Center, that's a pregnancy care center. Those women's centers, there's eight of those in the geographical confines of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And there's many other pregnancy care centers as well. So absolutely, that's one great way to spend your time. So what did your group do there at your local pregnancy care center? Last time our group went, I was unfortunately not able to attend, but I personally do service there. Whether it be sorting baby items or just aiding in their shop, any help is worth a million to them. And you know that the help that you're doing is impacting so powerfully everything that's going on around you. Right. A typical pregnancy care center, they often at least have, uh, they might offer classes or something like that. And then through that, you earn baby bucks and then you can spend those in their store. Right. And you can take, you can get diapers, you can get car seats, maybe even be able to earn a crib, clothes, different items like that. And those always need to be donated and they always need to be sorted and arranged so that the store looks nice and organized. And your local pregnancy center is probably very open to having anyone come in there and help organize those things. You always need volunteers for that. We have um, a variety of different drives at our school, whether it be the Bottles for Babies, which gives each of our students an opportunity to donate to that kind of pregnancy care center. But we also have uh, baby drives where we collect any baby items and we actually set up pack and plays to show kind of the progress that we've made and how much is being donated. And we eventually go to, to donate all of that and the pack and plays. So it's an amazing opportunity for every student at our school to get involved in that donation, in that charitable giving, but also in the pro-life movement. What time of year? Do you do that at a big time once a year, like around Christmas time? Or is there a certain month that you do that? So our school has a lot of different drives that happen. So at least for the baby drive, that kind of just fits in when there isn't one. So it kind of moves around in the year. But the Bottles for Babies happens, I want to say it's in the spring, pretty consistently every year. All right. Well, thank you for talking with us today about your school life group and how students from across the Archdiocese can stand up for life at their own schools, maybe even start their own group. Thanks, Tony, for spending time with us today. Thanks so much for having me. And I want to thank all our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of our Being Pro-Life series. Head to the website to view more resources talked about in this episode at www.catholicaoc.org being pro life. Thank you again for joining us today. And I look forward to being with you next time.